0: Jeremy. Hey, Ralph.
1: Hey, uh, you just told me your sleep was not perfect. (sighs) It's like sometimes I sleep the worst on the weekends. I get anxious about like it's when I do artwork, honestly. (laughs) Art makes me anxious sometimes. No, and I'm working on a project. And when you're trying to work through like nearing a deadline when you're working on art, you know, when you start a project, it's like limitless possibility. And then you start to get traction for it, and but then you're like, well, there's this problem I haven't resolved, and there's yeah. that issue, and I still have to technically produce it. <laughs> well,
0: deadlines, yeah, yeah. and, and, and um, I, I sleep, I never had a problem falling asleep, but my lack of sleep is if I wake up too early, and then everything's in the time zone of Europe, so... Mm. I'm like, I shouldn't look at my phone. And then I look at it and it's like, oh, there's these production issues and oh, deadlines. No, and then yeah. before you know it, you're up. And then I can usually make up for it with a nap. But I noticed uh, when it's purely digital work, that it feels less deadline-y. But when there's physical work involved in deadlines for shows, then...
1: Uh, oh, yeah. It, That's it. yeah. That's way worse. When that happens, um, I'm like, because of previous pain... I like if there's a production deadline, I'm like, whatever it takes to get this off my plate. <laughs> like That's the first thing yeah. I'm going to do um, yeah. because I hate it so much. Um,
0: but I do. I mean, as as you grow older, you make less of the sleeping hormone, I think. Mm. I don't know how that is per person, but, you know, I'll sometimes you wake up in the night or you wake up too early. And I, I don't remember ever having that when I was a kid. So it's oh, yeah. Just, well, you mentioned rem- taking naps I remember-
1: like I can't take a nap. <laughs> it's impossible for me, literally impossible for me to take a nap. Really? Oh, I love naps. But yeah. uh, you see, old people napping but, all the time—they figured it out somehow.
0: Yeah, you always believe in the power of old people. <laughs> They're so wise. Yeah. But uh, I, I did. Uh, Michael Pollan did this whole thing—a book about drugs and psychedelics—and then he stopped drinking coffee for a while, and he said he slept slept a lot deeper, but he had a hard time focusing during the day. So. Mm. That's a trade off. And I, I don't drink coffee, but I drink a lot of green tea. And I feel like probably if I stopped drinking that, I would sleep better. But I think you're right. Because yeah, like, uh,
1: late last night, well, late in the day, I had a, a green tea and I shouldn't have done it. But I did to get some focused work done.
0: Yeah. But I, I it's one of those things. It's just, I love the green tea so much that it's like 7 p.m. It's like, oh, no, I shouldn't. But
1: uh, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you don't drink coffee because you'd probably be saying the same thing. I mean, I know, I definitely know people who can drink coffee well into near midnight, but they're just unique. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine actually. Like, it's totally cool. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to do the morning versus the evening. Uh, so, thanks for showing up. How are you? Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, it's funny. I'm like, should we record in the morning or in the evening? And you're like, morning, morning. And then this morning, you're like, oh, don't feel so good. <sighs>
1: No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I was just watching the SNL. Will Forte was on it. It's kind of how was it? It's okay. They brought Kristen Wiig back too for a couple sketches, which like that.
0: Yeah, I, I think I watched two sketches, and one of them I only watched half. It's it's not at the level of the Will Ferrell era with the cowbell and. Uh,
1: but you're remembering the best sketches. Like you have to think yeah. of it as like a ball pit, and you're just like you know look searching for no i know i
0: know but i i remember it, for me the indicator is always like hey christina come see this and uh, i haven't yeah. done that as much no it's so. true um yeah.
1: alas we continue and yeah. we're in the pen but the-
0: i, I th- that's the one thing i love about comedy is that there is this involuntary aspect to it of, of laughter and um and it, we'll, we'll get to this week's question but we were having lunch yesterday and there was an artist in the restaurant. It was a small restaurant, so you, you could everybody could hear each other. Was, I think it was an artist and the gallerist. And it was almost like an SNL sketch of like that fake social of the art world. Oh, like, yeah. oh, ha, 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 oh, no, tell me about it. Oh, yes, uh, no, yeah. that's totally tacky. Oh, yeah. And the one thing about art world interactions that i find the most uncomfortable but i think that's any business is fake laughter mm-hmm. when you can hear people laugh out of fear oh you mean the
1: cackle kind of laugh <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah yeah and it's and it's you're laughing because there's a business benefit yeah. and not because it's funny yeah. and it's it's just that to me is always the indicator of, of uh, fake not being real and 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 the other part oh. of it is also uh, not being able to make the jokes you want to make because you're afraid of uh, being judged or being canceled or whatever, (laughs) which is all understandable. Everything's public now, but yeah, those two, there's two, there's like holding back, holding back your personality and also pretending to laugh at things that (laughs) aren't funny. That those two things are, are, yeah, I guess laughter is a form of sincerity. And when you, when it's not sincere, it's very painful.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, I'm very brutal with my tone shifts and conversations (laughs) like so um like I'm I'm willing to go along with it but I will make uh, I think the the, yeah sometimes I make the wrong joke let me say like from my mother I learned um sometimes I'll make an inappropriate joke about the person in front of me I shouldn't do that but like yeah um, yeah. and I don't know if it's gotten me very far at times like I I really detest it.
0: Do you feel like the, that sort of fake laughter is different in the art world than the business world? Or is it the exact same thing?
1: Um, I mean, in the business world, uh, th- the thing that you need to do, like you're, you're trained and you start to realize that um, for you to get anything done, and I think it's true in the art world too, you cannot possibly just be do it on your own. You have to really figure out how to build connections, even with people that you don't agree with 100% and um because there's yeah people who you're uncomfortable with sometimes yeah quite uh, and it's really hard to be honest with you but um if you can figure it out um it can be very you know powerful in terms of like outcomes um and ultimately it's like you know kind of a little bit of an art of war kind of thing where you know you you're rather than going to battle you're you know, bringing um, people along with your vision. And so, I don't know, but it's like, you know, you're using their energy for good, uh, negative energy. But
0: uh, do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that movie, The Square, and, and that type of, let, let's say um, a pretentious first name, like someone's called Jean-Claude. And you're like, oh, Jean-Claude, did you go to Burning Man? Oh, no, I would never go to Burning Man. What are you talking like yeah, that yeah, 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 Kind of fake, and and... I remember reading a book talking about how it's impolite to make fun of poor people. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just say like, oh, look at those people. They're so poor. They must be really dumb. Like, you can't say that. But what you can do is you can judge people's taste. And that is a way of looking down at class. Mm, and, that yeah. is, and that is a way of how the art world is like, oh, have you seen those NFTs? They're so tacky. We know what the real art is. Mm. And... There's just this I, It's general... funny that you say that,
1: though. I saw this thread with Jerry Saltz on Twitter, yeah. uh, and he was like, he he was like, well, people are, you know, there's probably a friend, he said, there's a Francis Bacon among NFT artists. And, that, and of course, it was a very long thread. And then eventually the thread just became people putting their work in the thread and getting his critique. <laughs> And he was like, that's so derivative. Or why would you make someone else's work? Da, 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 da. So he had just said, like, there's a Francis Bacon in NFTs, yeah. which is odd, right? Because, like, and th- but then people literally jumped in with their version of a Francis Bacon. Self-promo. Yeah, self-promo. Yeah. Um, and then he yeah. trashed them for being, like, tasteless. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I... Uh,
0: I- i don't know it, it's i think as because this week's question is a, a little bit in the line of like mm. oh fuck i'm a sound designer but i want to be a fine artist and make a ton of money doing what i love um should we
1: get into the question like should we read it yeah yeah okay so francesco uh, well, it's,
0: it's 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 a long question so i don't, I don't want to read the whole thing mm. but basically Francesco's saying he's a sound designer but he wants to be a fine artist which that's the same of like I want to make it I'm going to join uh, the voice and become a pop star or mm-hmm. uh, I I'm I'm directing commercials but I want to direct movies like, it, it's a little Yeah I want to
1: make the leap from
0: like and and so we get a lot of questions in the line of like how do I make it which there, there's not really a good answer, but then there, at the end there's some specific questions. But the actual and question that age. he
1: gets to is, yeah, is like, is it ever too late to be, or at least trying to be, an artist? Does aging have anything to do with being relevant as an artist? And what's your relationship with the new generation of artists? Yeah. So he says there's actually so, three questions, but I, which I yeah, think is yeah. what you set up. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I, I think in many disciplines like architecture and film, it's expected that you only start to make the projects you want after age 50 yeah that's normal especially for architects uh, well, it takes
1: a while to learn the craft
0: yeah 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 but the very simple answer to the question is there are no rules uh, there are only there's lots of exceptions and you just have to make your work like,
1: well like the first thing i said to you is like wait a second why does he have to choose you know and um because between sound
0: design and being a fine artist yeah
1: like why wouldn't you you know it can be that you don't, you don't have time right like but it, you know. it,
0: first let me just say yeah. this is i'm not trying to critique the question and say like francesco you're uh bad for asking this question it's just that this question comes up a lot like how do i get ahead how to get better how to get more opportunities and mm-hmm. we both don't know that's the no, thing. exactly.
1: Neither of us knows, but like, and
0: neither of us has has like a solid museum career. Neither of us is really embedded in the art world at a certain level, and and neither of us is that good at that schmoozing game. And
1: but I was also I was I mean I was talking to a young artist yesterday about this very topic, and they're like, I want to run my like career strategy past you, and and I was like, Oh, do you want to get into like museums? They're like, No, no, I don't ever want to participate in the in you know the traditional art world, right? So like, I think it means different things to different people. Um, You know, for them participating, this person I was talking to yesterday would, you know, would have been participating in a system that's, you know, you know, part of the problem from their point of view. So I think like one of the things we first have to table is like, what are we really talking about here when we dedicate ourselves to something we're passionate about? Period. Yeah. Right.
0: Because it seems one of the obvious things is like, you want to have enough money to be able to be a full-time artist, Mm -hmm. but I know I've met throughout the years quite a few people that come from a wealthy family mm-hmm. and they're artists too. And it doesn't solve anything, the fact that you have the money. Because then people, first of all, they look at you as like, oh, you're so spoiled, you can just spend your time making art nobody cares about. Oh, you don't have to do the hard work. Like a trust fund so you're judged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you're judged on a different plane. And then you're still faced with the problem like, okay, I have a warehouse full of stuff, but nobody cares about it. So... I don't know what I'm trying to say, but that to me it always seemed like having enough income to be a full-time artist is the only real goal and everything else is kind of random.
1: No, it does solve some of the problems, right? So like I think Francesco calls out Francesco calls out like time, energy and money as the as from from their point of view as like the three vectors of um investment. And so should you you know, if you have money then it's not a risk to invest money necessarily, yeah. right? Uh, but then time and energy still factor in, right?
0: Yeah. And and what's funny is a lot of artists that I know, um, a big part of their daily practice is managing people and email and all kinds of stuff. And actually the art making is maybe two, three hours a day. You can't be creative that much. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's perfectly possible to have a day job and do your work on the side. I, I think... Uh, uh, there's many examples of good artists. Like one artist is Jan Schoonhoven is a Dutch artist who made these uh, reliefs, these sort of pre-minimal art. Uh, he he would he would use cardboard and make grids and then paint them white. If it, 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 yeah, mm-hmm. anyway, he had a job at the postal office, which gave him regularity. And I think he was kind of a party animal, so he needed that fixed schedule. so yeah. he he worked for. He didn't sell his work for a long time, but when he did start selling, he kept the postal job because it gave him a regular schedule. He, he said he would be unhinged without it, and he needed that regularity. I mean, every
1: single artist I know, like especially in the less traditional "quote unquote" sale, like traditionally saleable arts, like performance artists, have a full-time job um, in addition to, like even museum. Um level artists that I know here in Canada where yeah. and it's a Canada where like the government is also subsidizing them right like so um, it's just like the cost of living is ridiculous it's it's like for for I always do the calculation myself and I'm like the amount I would have to earn off my extremely unconventional work is just like it's absurd like I would have to be um, Jeff Koons basically in terms of my um, my prowess to to reach the same level and so you you know what i like i've talked about this on the the show before but my philosophy and this is just me so it's not it's not advice to anyone else but um, find something you can make up money at easily and when i say easily such that like it feels fun and doesn't take up too much doesn't create too much stress in your life so that you can't be creative after hours or in different hours okay. and um, like there's plenty of well, people my philosophy
0: you know? was always just the cut down costs so you have more time that's the other way
1: of doing it right yeah but cutting yeah. costs in most cities but you is you really need your to tesla do. so
0: i guess uh, well
1: that's true yeah you're right i've had this i've done that rant on the podcast before where it's like you mean i can't have a home like i have to be a, a homeless <laughs> and like no to, to be an but, artist that's ridiculous
0: no but i i, I do think uh you could have lived in a different neighborhood, bought a place half the price and paid it off and et cetera.
1: Ooh. It would be really hard in Toronto. I mean, I could move city for sure. I could move to a smaller town.
0: I guess like a lot of people moved to Berlin like at the time. And maybe now it's uh, another city, but at uh, Brussels, a lot of people move there. But th- that is one strategy a lot of artists do is just We're, cut, yeah, that cut cost. costs. Yeah, cut costs. Yeah, sure. I, 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 the, the cut cost feels fine when you're 20, but it's different when you're 35. <laughs> I think it, it's also,
1: like, I know people that went from residency to residency and all I could, yeah, yeah. When, I, when I was observing that, I was like, Ooh, you're running out of time to make your investments. <laughs> like, how long do you think this can last? But like, and I, but I'm extremely cautious. I think that's probably one of them. But those, I do think, yeah, th-
0: there's a weird thing where I, I did the residency thing. Like, I had a room in Amsterdam, but I was hardly ever there and I was mostly traveling. And I wasn't investing, I never invested, and I hate investing, blah, blah, blah. And I remember kind of having a more luxurious life than I have now. Because I didn't have any money, but you go to all these places, and the facilities are not great, but you get to see Japan or Paris at, the, yeah. at, at a, a, in a not-tourist way. And no, you're living life, the, for but, sure. But the, the, the weird thing is, it's like... With less money, you might feel richer. It, it, it's very hard to explain, and it doesn't work when you have a family and you're supporting people. And, but there is this weird thing that when you make money in a more regular way, or in a recurring way, that all of a sudden you have to go on vacation on, in a, like a normal person and pay full price. Mm. Um, no, I
1: never look at it that way. I always look at it, the chances that something goes wrong with my model are extremely high. And so... I'm always just like, and you know me. I'm just like pretty conservative around like fear and anxiety. So like, I'm just trying to like, if things go wrong, what am I going to do? Is always my catastrophic thinking. And of course, you know, you can figure it out. But I, I, what was important for me in my life was to like relieve that anxiety because then I was more creative. And yeah, yeah and because uh, yeah. it, because so you're yeah. more creative when you feel safe. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but everyone's but different. maybe
0: maybe specific to the topic of sound art mm-hmm. because he, he also sent in a yeah, field it's... recording. So we'll, we'll add that at the end. Yeah, That's awesome. But it, it's funny. There are many ways to make art and some ways are easier to sell than others. And it seems to me sound art is at the very far end of hard to sell.
1: Well, it's interesting because sound art um, it definitely is part of the, this contemporary, you know, the postmodern, right? Like, John Cage was part of that original group of Fluxus artists that really kind of was the, you know, post Duchampian conceptualism came out of that, that movement. And um, so like second wave concept art or something. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if that's formally what happened, but I think of it that way. And so there was a sound artist leading, you know, the generation of art that has had probably the largest influence on. Yeah. And I I think
0: often sound, sound art is used in group shows to, add a level of radicality and to bring works together well definitely but it's yeah, not like when you see yeah. the results of Christie's there's not a lot of sound art pieces
1: well it's important to remember too like what John Cage was trying to do at the time and, and others uh, that were involved was like slap the face of the painter and say you know the gallerist that put paintings on the wall and say like art is not about commodity it's about thinking yeah. you know it's about ideas yeah.
0: No, 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 so, but I think this question is in particular like he's a bit older. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 31, 34. And then you're going in, I'm, I'm saying you're going into a genre of art that you're probably not going to make money, which is often done by people who have maybe a professor position or mm-hmm. some kind of position. Like it's one of the toughest places to, and again, you could be perfectly fine with a day job and make sound art and not have a, but. The the whole, maybe my whole answer to anyone with anything is always this idea of self-publishing because with sound art, it feels like you're reliant on opportunities to show work in physical space because sound art on SoundCloud is just difficult to read as art. Yeah. Is is that a fair,
1: Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like in Canada, like one of the top contemporary artists of my generation, like not my generation, like of my like alive so contemporary alive is janet cardiff and janet cardiff um is almost you know working with uh in collaboration with beards miller is you know that one of the top artists in the world but but you're
0: you're speaking about someone who has a lot of permission Mm -hmm. there's a lot of permission and there's a lot of demand for her to work with institutions Mm -hmm. but i'm saying when you're starting out do you just as a sound artist i always felt when i started that I didn't have a shot because the art world was too serious. That was, I was a hundred percent convinced. I'm like, oh, these people don't like me. I don't like them. That's fine. Sure. So I'll start my own distribution. And I guess that's always my advice is self publishing.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I, the other thing is I don't find it that different from like when you start out in any career. Like you know, even if you're I comp- I don't know how I'd become a composer for video games. That sounds kind of cool. Um, yeah, that sounds cooler
0: than doing <laughs> sound art installations. For no, sure. I
1: mean, I'm just saying, because I meet designers every week. I, I do mentorship sessions, um, you know, where they're just starting out in their career. And, I, I, you know, I'm on this mentorship platform called ADP List. And, you know, they ask you, like, what can you help with? And, I, I you know, I think I checked the box. Like, I can help you with your, you know, portfolio review and early career. So I review... A lot of people. I talk to a lot of people who are just looking for their first design job, and they're like, "How do you get a start?" And you know, we look over their portfolios, we talk about what they're trying and not trying, but almost almost everyone kind of gets going the same way um, by talking to other people, by building community, um, literally by reaching out, you know, and cold calling, making friends, making friends, yeah. And yeah. they're they're always you know they're never disappointed in that advice. They're like oh like so I could you know I could just build community and that might lead me in the right direction and you almost always does because I follow up with people. Um, but it's just not it doesn't fit into a nice little book like hey be kind and like make friends with people. <laughs> um, and I haven't found the art world to be very much. Very different because I'm still making new relationships all the time. I think when I felt bad in the art world is when I stopped making new relationships and I was like over reliant on the the same ones and I felt trapped. Like, oh okay, like I need to know this person. But then you know recently I realized actually, you know, you look at uh, the best, you know, kind of some of the best mainstream artists like a Bjork or something. I'm using that as like an example, but I remember. Hearing from friends who were in art school that Bjork had invited them to collaborate with with her, right? And I was like, "What? Why did Bjork do that? That's amazing! Incredi- it's incredible!" And I thought it was all Bjork giving to that artist, but actually, Bjork's also benefiting a tremendous amount from like rejuvenation. Yeah, of the but it's also network.
0: probably like I think the core thing here is that she's interested to work with people because the work will be better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but the, but the, it's the idea that it's a solitary. We've talked about this a lot between you and I. That, and it, and they're different personality types, right? So you really have to lean into what type of creator are you. But for me, community, and I just did this thing called StrengthsFinder. Have you ever heard of this thing? You know how they have like the Myers Briggs tests, and then they have like oh. the StrengthsFinder one is like Gallup did it. Yeah, and it's like they ask you like a hundred questions. It's pretty rigorous. It takes it takes a half an hour, and then they like yeah. I, Why did you do it? Oh, my boss asked me to do it. I've done it i c oh, okay. I've done it before. So I ha- the last time I did it was ten years ago. And then yeah. but some startlingly, some of the things were still true. And for me, community, communication, like basically I was reading like my profile and it described my life and I was like mm, yeah. See, that's interesting. <laughs> it's
0: it's funny. In theory, like I love hanging out with people and talking and I also love being outside and being outdoor and yeah somehow my work never goes that way where I work best with programmers when we just chat online it's better than being in person yeah but and my work tends to be I'm always indoors even though I would love it if I could make my work at the beach but it just doesn't work with computers like like that idea of a, a landscape painter being outside that seems yeah like a really nice life but I yeah. yeah,
1: but you, you've you discovered what's important for you to create your best work. I think that's the number one thing.
0: Yeah, but it's, it might not be what makes me most happy because I am, maybe it would be better for my health and like both of us, like, of course, we need to walk more and be outside. <laughs> so why not? Who says that? You know, <laughs> I know, I know. There's a, what's the artist's name? Something long. And he does walks. That's his whole thing. Like, and then the work is around him walking through. Oh, you mean like, so he, is it
1: Richard Long, like the land? Yeah, artist?
0: something like that. Yeah, but he basically set out his life as like, well, I love walking, so I'm going to build my life around walking. Yeah. yeah, and I agree, I love walking, but I just have a talent for these uh, computer images, so that's where I have to
1: be. Yeah, yeah, I think like, yeah, like walking back and forth in a line, that kind of thing. Is that isn't that yeah. what Richard Long did? Or I think, it, yeah, I think, I, like I think that. that's who it is. Um yeah. like we could be wrong. <laughs> but land artists in general like yeah, I'm not going to go out and make land art. It doesn't make any sense. Um
0: No. And even like sometimes I'm sick of computers, but I feel like well, I I really dove deep into computers and now it's it seems like all of a sudden the ecosystem is developing and there's a demand and people are excited about it and then I get excited and
1: well, yeah, the yeah. thing for me, like, you know, why I was anxious is because I'm working on a social project and I'm trying to balance lots of different people's points of view and still be funny. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> like, it's just, it's very stressful. Um, and I don't want to offend anyone. Well, no, like I do actually, but I, but you know, in it on the other side and I want, but I want to do it in a way that's generous and inclusive. And so it's just, it's very, it's very hard to be happy if you're doing Creative work. I think we we are always miserable in it, and that's one of the things with this question. that I think is kind of a little bit like it, it kind of rubs me not the wrong way, but it's just like it, it's in, you know it's, it's I'm anxious about, it, which is that this belief that if I could just do art full time, I'd be happy. You actually might be a lot more miserable, and no one ever talks about it that way. Um, it's like it's always held up as this like, oh yeah, if like. You know that, that mm, pursuit yeah, yeah. of no, one's I, creative I, career, like I could be Louis Bourgeois. Think,
0: no, I I I know what you mean, but I I've been there. I've had to do day job stuff, and I've had to do uh, all kinds of production stuff for people. And I'm definitely happier being a full time artist, even though I have moods, and sometimes mm. it's difficult, and whatever. Uh, well, I was talking I, to a friend
1: yesterday who was like, "I'm definitely yeah.
0: like, I, I, there's no way like." I would do anything not to do the day job and that's what i mean like there's a lot of choices in life where like should we buy a house should we get a car should we get kids mm. blah, blah, blah 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 and i just say no to all that stuff all the time because i'm like this this full-time artist thing i do think uh that's no i do i also yeah. understand what you're saying in terms of it's like, not even a question of of, yeah. of happiness but it's like uh, it it's purpose it's a different thing than happiness
1: yeah, no, I also, you know, like to be fair, I know a lot of people, you know, do a professional thing and it starts out as a temporary thing, like just to make this month's rent. And then it's like a year later and they and you know, they haven't been pursuing their passion during that time. And the pandemic oh, has really, really funny. compounded it even further.
0: It's so funny with the NFT world because I know a lot of artists when you start out in Berlin and people live off of 5,000 a year or somehow they make it work. Yeah. I don't know. You know, like it's crazy how little money people can get by with and not feel poor. Like somehow they feel still like their work, their life is okay. I mean,
1: I do think they feel poor sometimes, but no, they, they find but, but way. my
0: my point is then in the NFT world, you have people who come from finance and they have a steady finance job for whatever <laughs> sure. two hundred fifty thousand a year. And then they make a couple of million on NFTs, and they still don't give up their job. Mm. It, uh, I don't know. Are you talking I, about me? I didn't plan. make a couple
1: of million, <laughs> but I know, no, no, know no, no. everything. But
0: yeah. I'm I'm saying people on Art Blocks that yeah. all of a sudden yeah. made way more money than I did, and still are doubting whether they can be full time artists. Yeah. And 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 then and the other end of the spectrum, you have the suffering sound artist somewhere in Berlin who has been living off of five thousand a year for ten years.
1: I think it's a little bit like driving a car. You know, when they when they teach you to drive, they teach you to look. Um, like two car lengths ahead of you or like as far ahead as possible. And you're not driving to the car that's immediately in front of you. You're driving two cars ahead. And I think that's why people who, you know, are in a good position still have anxiety, right? Because the horizon just keeps getting further and further forward. And mm. eventually you're like, yes, well, how am I going to continue sustaining this at 80 or whatever? Yeah. Um, yeah. But when you're first starting out, everything is right in front of you because every single decision is a new decision. there is no ability to project forward or to look at yeah ahead.
0: but that's the funny thing with aging. like you you're still the same person in the same mental capacity. You, you can do all kinds of things, but then expectations start to get into your head.
1: yeah, I mean, other people have expectations of you at different ages. I know that. yeah, I know that my like the people who you know I would be my consider my staff that report into me or whatever they're often. I think Dominion. I look extremely old and like you know and like weathered, <laughs> but they're always shocked at, at that. Like they they think, oh, I thought you were. They're shocked to hear how how old I am because they think I'm a lot younger. But it's not necessarily that I look younger, but my attitudes. They don't are realize
0: young. you're seventy five.
1: Yeah, I'm always like, yeah, yeah I was there for uh, I was there for the revolution. But like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the point is, it's a cliche, which is like it's you're only as old as you um as you kind of um you feel and uh so it's up to you you know and ultimately if it's your own creative practice for me personally yeah. like i should have given up on making art i was talking to someone yesterday and they're like why are you doing this <laughs> like it was like we were talking through project themes because well, it's fun
0: that would be the only real reason i know i know and like they doing- were
1: like but they just couldn't oh. understand and i was like Oh yeah, and then I, and I was talking to another friend a couple weeks before that, who had I'd started collaborating with years ago, and at, they had asked me the same thing at the beginning, and then they're like, it took me like over a year to figure out that you just wanted to make cool stuff and that you had no other motive because they didn't understand. Well,
0: like, to me, it's 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 really literally like you open up Netflix and. You're- fuck this is so boring and i feel like i'm look you know when you're on a long flight and you've seen the three okay movies that are and then you keep scrolling through like what's acceptable i can't sleep uh, watch something this is terrible that's how that's why making is more interesting totally totally i was
1: reading i read a tweet this morning when i first woke up and i was like i'm so busy making who has time to play games when you're busy making them right but like yeah the, it, the making but, is but you game. know there's
0: different personalities some people are like yeah i want to see the second season of tiger king yeah
1: oh god that sounds horrible yeah. <laughs> but you're right like i am very very bored um whenever kristen puts on an action movie the joke in our house is i fall to sleep immediately because i know what's going to happen the heroes succeed mm-hmm. I like, i'm yeah. like i'm like this story is safe i did without me yeah i
0: did start watching some uh, yakuza movies the japanese mafia because Really enjoy them, and mm. seeing them eat and wear cool clothes. And uh, you'd like they, to be in there's the a Japanese lot of scenes coffee. with eating. And I was like, oh, they, they're living. A good life. <laughs> oh man,
1: that was weird. Sorry, I, I knocked my mic over. I stopped recording everything. The USB cable came I, out. I
0: heard you the whole time, so I don't think anything stopped.
1: My recording stopped though. Oh, okay. so you can yeah, we can use your record your voice as a bridge, maybe.
0: Yeah. Um, we could just cut apart. But anyway, so my advice is always to self-publish. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. The other strategy is to um, go to every opening in the world and laugh at fake jokes.
1: Oh yeah, that's where we started this conversation. Yeah. yeah, I just don't know if that's like so many of those people that you know I thought were movers and shakers. Um, they don't. They're not even part. They've already like they've gone on to other things. They're not even part of the art world anymore. So. Um.
0: Yeah, but the, the weird thing where you're like, you see an artist like Lawrence Wiener, mm-hmm. and you can debate whether the work is good or bad, but he had a whole life of just putting sentences on uh, walls, mm-hmm. never making easy objects that are easy to sell, and everyone was excited. Every museum in the world wanted one of his sentences, and he had a great life and made a lot of money and had a lot of freedom and a lot of time, and he didn't compromise his work. He didn't wasn't like, oh, I should do figurative painting to make money. He's mm-hmm. like, no, I just use language as an object, and I'm going to research that. And I'm sure everybody looks at that and be like, oh, I could have done that, put some sentences, but I didn't have the permission. Yeah, like that's, or I didn't I think give myself that's, permission. That's the, that's the basic question, I, I feel like, when anyone asks us in the podcast, like, how how do I become a full-time Actually, ID?
1: we should be kind of real about that because, like, the uh, – like creating an opportunity quote unquote for exhibition. And the way I would qualify that as you're creating space. Like it's sometimes it's a wall. Sometimes it's like an email. Sometimes it's, um, you know, uh, money for a website or something like that. But there is, there are some real, we shouldn't ignore that. There are some kind of formal things you can do to quick quote unquote, create an opportunity. Like, and it's not a recipe, but I'm just saying like, it's a bit disingenuous of, of us to say, like, oh, yeah, just, like, keep doing your thing. And things will just magically happen because the phone no, no, never I'm really not, rings. No, I'm not saying that. Oh, I'm okay. saying
0: self-publish. I'm saying, yeah. like, whether it's uh, making your own CDs, but just don't think, like, oh, oh yeah. I'll make a JPEG and someone will put it in a museum. Just that's not gonna don't happen. consider yeah. that ever go- happening and make your own stuff on your own channels. And then that stuff might happen. But I think as long that's what I mean with the word self-publishing. It's just yeah. not waiting for... The curator to invite you yeah
1: the phone's never going to ring um so you have to kind of b- yeah yeah but yeah. The,
0: the, i think the classic idea of the art world is that there were five galleries seven collectors and they all decided okay well the next 10 years it's pop art and the next 10 years it's minimal art and mm-hmm. we've chosen these 12 people and that's that mm-hmm. everyone everyone else can go teach or whatever but they're not in and i think now we live in an era of self-publishing
1: and so I mean, we fought for this era of self-publishing would be my my creative counter-argument. Like this was, a, it was deliberate among, and there were creative people that were really pushing for this idea. The same way like when the printing press was invented, people were fighting to get access to that. Um, yeah. So the technology, there's an access story there. And actually it's rooted even in that John Cage thing that I mentioned earlier, right? Like the gatekeepers were viewed as suffocating access um not only for artists to the art world but for the public to the ideas um that artists were talking about and and so one of the specific
0: things with sound art that is interesting is that podcasts kind of revived radio or reinvented radio Mm -hmm. and streaming opened up a different kind of music distribution that's more focused on songs and not on albums and more on playlists and remixing and Everything changed, but do you feel like sound art has been revived because of SoundCloud? It's not like SoundCloud has a sound art division or Spotify, where they're like, "Oh, we need to monetize this." this. No, you just
1: gave me a really good idea. Though. Like,
0: yeah, but you know how how <laughs> basically the finance world was like, "Oh, let's just throw yeah. money at digital artists, and Ethereum will go up." yeah no and the, yeah the same hasn't happened for sound art it's funny too
1: because i think i think to a certain extent like um you know janet cardiff who i mentioned earlier she did these like sound walks like where you would walk and there's like she orchestrated um a narrative around that walk that was all audi- auditory and um like apple has this like apple fitness product I don't know if you heard, and it's called walks. <laughs> yeah, and you get like okay. someone accompanying you on a walk, and you know, like a celebrity. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, I just realized, like in a way, you know, they productize that artwork, but no one, no one has done the other thing, which is like, what are the platforms? Like we, you know, we think of NFTs. They remember their audio is supposed to be a thing in NFTs on these platforms, but it just I haven't seen a single. No, it's single also, audio I, NFT. I mean, I'm sure theory, they exist. But.
0: The theory is that musicians could make nfts that then are streamed and Mm -hmm. they would get a revenue cut and all the accounting would be transparent Yeah, what's happening
1: there what's going on
0: yeah and the the ideal the ideal idea is that you actually create a unique file and everyone has to access that file and then you can count how many times it's been accessed and you can get compensated fairly Mm. Um, but then all that being said I don't know what the listener numbers would be for a Card- an artist like Cardiff, you know, like compared to Drake. It, it You know, just yeah. putting two Canadian artists next to each other. I don't know if that's a viable model. I of, see what
1: you're saying, because Drake makes money only because the volume is so high, but on a low volume, yeah. it wouldn't be worth it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: that's the like, uh, even in the digital but realm, that, like that, the idea of the... But UD. that's
0: the weird thing where uh, some NFT artists make more than rappers you know like people is doing quite well mm-hmm. and what i mean is so somehow when when i when we both started with that you know making video or making audio visual art the kind of visual art on the network not expecting to make money and now all of a sudden there is not for everyone but there is an actual chance of making a living with the moving images and for sound art it's i haven't seen examples that's all i'm saying
1: yeah i mean we're also kind of implying that
0: i'm just saying be realistic like maybe yeah. having a day job is fine and then you know two days a week you make your own stuff
1: yeah or maybe cutting your costs or whatever because nowhere like money was only one of the three things remember like the other was energy time and, and, and time. energy yeah so i mean obviously yeah. you're spending less time on your your making well, then money we're job. going
0: back to sleeping advice yeah huh?
1: <laughs> Well, energy is like a very interesting thing because sometimes I'll finish like a really grueling day of work and feel like I have no energy, then I sit down with an interesting idea and suddenly like I can't sleep, right? So yeah. um
0: I got to say my my energy levels have been pretty good the last as far as I can remember. I feel pretty consistent and uh yeah, so that maybe this is a a humble uh not a humble brag, but a humble uh, gratitude moment. Like, uh, I'm happy with the way things are. And that's good. I, I Maybe, yeah, one advice, but I don't know. If not drinking alcohol makes your energy more consistent.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's very specific advice. But um, alcoholism is certainly not great. It's a carcinogen as well. But, I mean, like, I, I am reminded our last but If episode, you ask
0: Francis Bacon, I'm sure yeah, he begs the difference. Yeah,
1: so would my mom. Um, but like I think like <laughs> she would definitely like be upset about losing her glass of wine. Uh, last week we were, or two weeks ago, our, our our episode was about positive thinking. And remember, we posted, I posted an NFT, and I know you posted one the next week after. And I was like, I was like pretty certain I was going to get a bid or something like on the podcast. So stupid, right? Uh, it's still no bids. <laughs> I <Mine> got <laughs> a bid today. Oh, it did congrats out of nowhere. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there we go. There's the. Raph didn't even talk about it on the podcast, you know. So it doesn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's normal. <laughs> so, three times yeah. the price, but I, I actually like you know the, the 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 point we were trying to make back then was you just don't know what's going to happen, and uh, but, yeah, but participation yeah. but for is, su-
0: is for key. sure. The the odds of success are better when you when you put stuff out there.
1: Yeah, it's the old Gretzky quote: "You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take." Um,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the, the, so maybe this question about like being part of a generation. I think this whole argument of a generation is uh, is conditioning and outside expectations. You can still enjoy ice cream when you're 85. It's not just for children. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't you enjoy sliding down, a, what do you call it, like a slide in a park when you're 85? Mm-hmm. Why, why can't you have fun when you're 85? So... No one doubts when you're five years old that you're allowed to use crayons, mm-hmm. and somehow when you're 85, all of a sudden it's different when you use crayons. Mm-hmm. And why is, are you not allowed to have fun?
1: Yeah, it's normative social pressures that yeah, are and I a think that takes a lot of
0: that takes some uh, sort of just pushing away expectations from the outside world, but. Yeah, I, I. you know, are you not allowed to dance when you're over 20? No, or? I
1: think you're making a really, really good point. and And um, maybe it's obvious, but I think for me anyway, like I pushed so hard against um, the idea that I have to behave a certain way because the art world told me to or the corporate world told me to. And, you know, that was
0: parents or like, whatever. Yeah, yeah,
1: whatever it is, like, um, those are all exclusionary. Maybe they're all
0: trying to tell you to be individual, and they put all this stress on you when you actually just want to be normal.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Maybe that's true. I can remember my parents being disappointed when I took a day job. um, Because I was an artist, uh, full time, and so much as I didn't have a day job.
0: Well, maybe because they know that the accruing capital, doesn't really change your life that much and they're like yeah we got these seven houses but we're still doing stupid uh... they they were hoping for you to just get by and spend your time exactly the way you want
1: no they knew that i was passionate right but then over the years they've you know they've recognized that i nothing changed nothing stopped like i just did more um and yeah. uh you know found different ways to do things and would it have been different maybe yeah of course it would like is it, like I just think it's like it's kind of silly to think about it uh, in hindsight and um, the thing about that's really hilarious about you know this idea of being 32 is that's when I started my day job life <laughs> which was like 10 years ago yeah. and and, and, and yeah. I'm
0: sure when you're 90 30 just feels like you were a teenager of course so, it's, so, yeah it's
1: so silly um, you've got lots of time and um and there's like yeah there's also the the best ideas don't necessarily like it's absurd to think that your best ideas would come to you during the shortest period of your life where you're just like completely sex obsessed like between well, that's 20 or yeah. 30 or something yeah but um, there's
0: something about the period before 35 that you have less commitment so you have maybe more opportunity to think freely like, i get that yeah when you're not that's like oh. well yeah like, you, and also, you had less success, so you have less to, lose. to live up to. Yeah. Like, um, if you do really, let's say you're 25 and you sell your first artwork for a thousand bucks, like on top of the world. But then, if you're an artist who has been in every biennial and, and went well at every auction, and your next work doesn't sell for 150,000, it's a disappointment.
1: Yeah, but this implies and, that and people even remember what you did 10 years ago. Which no, but
0: I it, I remember some interview with Snoop Dogg, and he's like, yeah, it's like if you've had 20 number one hits and your next one is at number 19, it doesn't feel good, but someone coming... So there, there is mm. that difference of being an incumbent and uh, being fearless.
1: Right, 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 right. Yeah, they do say that like CEOs typically... Now, this is not necessarily the CEOs that are successful, but founders of companies you know, typically are under 30. And the reason is, you know, because they, they, A, they have, there's le- less risk, but B, they're more naive to the how painful and difficult it is going to be to achieve their, yeah, their goal. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah,
0: I had a friend who was a successful uh, startup person, then quit, and then he had an idea, basically the idea of Clubhouse, and they made a prototype like two years before, and he just didn't want to do it cuz he knew how crazy the next 5 years would be for him. He's yeah. like, Ugh. And and I saw him a while later and i was like, "Dude, that idea you had, that was basically a clubhouse." He's like, "Yeah, I know."
1: But it's not it's yeah. not always, it's not the idea, that's the thing. You know, has, has yeah. very little to do with But they made a working
0: idea. a working prototype. Like it was all there. It's just he didn't want to go through Five years of not sleeping and begging people for money and That's screaming right. and all that stuff and so. I guess fear is a. But I <laughs> we think. it's just made you, entrepreneurship you, sound terrible. Five years of not yeah.
1: sleeping and screaming. I don't well, know. It, is that true? Um, it's really lonely. It's really hard. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because um, so. I interview founders all day, every day, and I work. Yeah. I'm a founder. I work with other founders. Like, it's just not. It's not fun. Yeah, for sure. You have to. But, you have but, to enjoy it.
0: But I. I think being a part-time sound artist and like setting aside time to travel and do field recordings and mix them. That doesn't sound as horrible as startup world. No,
1: hashtag van life. It sounds like you're advertising, but you know, there is a reason that generationally there's been this movement back towards no badism and tiny houses and fire, you know, which is retiring earlier or whatever. Um, And I, you know, I was talking to a friend last night who, has led some of Canada's, you know, kind of top tech companies. And they're like, I'm just tired of working. This person's like, you know, not uh, not that much older than Francesco. That's actually. the thing
0: where I feel different. And I, yeah. I really am not tired of working. I enjoy it very much. And I, I spoke to my accountant and like she she also mentioned the FIRE idea. It's like, oh, you should buy real estate. So then you have passive income. And then before a certain age, and I'm like, I'm already doing what I want. I don't need to. <laughs> So then, for me to invest in something that then takes energy to manage, and yeah. so that maybe the the the, I think the whole question like is it cool to be a full time artist? In my case, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm I'm very grateful, and I'm aware like I'm. I'm uh, um,
1: and you have a partner to help smooth out the bumps, as we you know that's a, another strategy some people use. Not you necessarily, yeah. but like. You know, quite often that's, a you know, something else people do. And if you don't...
0: People assume that because Christina has a full-time job, yeah.
1: No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, I've had that or I've helped my partners that way or I've formed yeah. collectives and we shared risk financially. Um, yeah. And so there are different strategies. Um, I,
0: I, I think th- this whole, we're talking about money, I, I yeah. think...
1: that's not what the question's about.
0: No, but I think... Any artist doing experimental work should just not expect to make money off of it. Just, just think like, okay, I'm gonna do this two days a week. Yeah, no, that's most good professional one. artists that I know hardly ever even spend time in the studio because they're always traveling and doing talks and blah blah blah. So if you can really do like eight hours of solid creative work a week, mm-hmm. that's probably the same amount as Richard Serra is really doing creative work. It, it like there's so much bullshit around it when you're successful yeah that so but that doesn't mean I, that you can't I think, think don't about. don't expect like, to yeah th- just don't expect to make money yeah just that's what i'm saying just self-publish make works on your own and enjoy the making and then maybe some good things will happen and if they don't you had a good time
1: making it. my counterpoint would just be though that, like you know how dare you tell me i can't make money and so like I think if if you want no, to, but, but if you want uh, to make money, there are no, no, no. There are I ways. think
0: when you when you set those expectations yeah, of wanting sure. to make money, you add fear. So yeah. I think if you're free, you're like, okay, I'm gonna do this eight eight hours a week. It's my thing. Instead of watching Netflix, I'm gonna make some stuff and put it online, and I'm enjoying it. And who cares what else happens? I, see, yeah, I enjoyed yeah. making it, and it's more interesting than watching Netflix. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Because
0: bit. because the money once you at uh, there's that photographer um Bill Cunningham
1: Oh yeah, he's who, dead.
0: He just never wanted to get paid. Like, I think he he hardly made money and he he would make a book with the New York Times and they published it and he didn't even want any sales of it because he just didn't want to think about money. No, I
1: mean, that's normally what I advertise. If you focus on value instead of money and what is value, like it's valuable to yourself, valuable to your community, you determine that that's up to you. You to figure out what your values are. Eventually the theory goes that, you know, if you're, if you're building something of value and you're working with others, to, you're sharing it. You have to share value. That's like, this is just my point of view. You could disagree, but I think if you create and share value, at the end of the day, appreciation will come back to you in different ways. Um, And those are sometimes those are economic opportunities. Now I'm not saying they're always economic opportunities because I've been exploited in my lifetime as, as much as anyone else, not as much as anyone else, but you know, probably to different degrees, but galleries have stood me up for money stolen from me just as much as like, you know, clients did when I was freelancing. But I think being open to big opportunities and having that, Open mind that if I hey if I just do what I love and I work with others and I share that with other people, if I put love into the world, it'll come back to me. Is it is it poetic and I want yeah, to? But continue don't even to believe. think
0: of anything coming back. Like, like I think if if you think I enjoy making this more than watching Netflix, then that's enough. Yeah,
1: that's but it's already come back to you. That's what I mean. Like it's come back to you in the form of your own. Yeah, yeah. But I I
0: feel like a, a big problem, like a big barrier to making art is this is expectations Mm -hmm. it's just when people are like oh it's so hard for me to see at this
1: juncture you know like i don't know how you can see it after all these years but it's because it's because it's a natural flow for you so like when you put when you create a work what's your expectation that you already have a fan base that's going to be like yeah but for
0: example like i started doing nfts and the the market itself was crazy and i jumped in at the right moment and then a work would sell for a ridiculous amount of money. And now it was disappointing for a while. And then uh, I I would put up works on foundation and they didn't sell. Mm -hmm. And then they sold at the base price and the base price was way lower than before. So you could say that's a bummer. And then you just get over it. And then I'm like, it's about making it. And if the NFT thing dies down, I'll just go back to
1: web publishing. Like, I think that, um, or you'll try f- something else, or you'll find another pathway. The thing is, yeah, like, but I, yeah.
0: I, I, think, I think, I just see a lot of suffering and blockage because people have expectations. I just think a lot of people say, like, "Well, if I can't, if if this doesn't end up in MoMA, I'm a loser."
1: Mm, I see, yeah. and
0: and whatever you say, like I think um, that that's that's the only real advice I can offer is just to lower expectations. Yeah, set, the, enjoy, set, the, bar, set the bar
1: low or take the first step.
0: Or take the bar away. Like, there's no bar, there's nothing, and you just you just make things because you want them to exist. Mm-hmm. That's the only real... But
1: motivation. I guarantee you, are, you know, are, a, a large percentage of our listeners have great taste because they're listening to us. <laughs> and the problem when you have good taste is um, that you can't, you know, you can't live up to your own expectations. And that's what you're talking about, don't have expectations, but it's hard to... I think it's hard to um, release yourself from your own personal expectations. And a lot of us drive ourselves like this is true among entrepreneurs. Whenever we talk to entrepreneurs, they're often like their own worst enemies, mentally speaking, from a mental health perspective. Yeah. They're working against themselves. I'm not saying it's easy. Yeah. I'm not saying. Yeah. Well, no, I know. I just want to make sure that we, you know, you know, from my perspective, I do set my own expectations pretty high because like there, I have no boss in this situation. Right. So I'm setting it based on what I believe to be possible or what I admire rather than what I'm capable of. And quite often, even at my stage, I'm not capable of achieving everything I want. And it's disappointing. What
0: is achieving? What do you mean by achieving? Well,
1: just getting, even let's in the most basic example, it might be like, I want to get this particular look and feel or like, you know, this feeling and I can't achieve that feeling. Right. And that, you could look at yeah, that as a negative. And you just try it a thousand times. I know, but that's the whole, th- that's the whole point. That's the good point, right? Like, if you're lucky enough to have that expectation, to have that flame, that unreachable goal, rather than look at it as, like, something that's holding you back, look at it as something that you're, like, that's pulling you forward.
0: To me, it's, it's more a question. There's just nothing else to do. Like, I think...
1: Would... <laughs> you made it so simple, but I think it's No, so but it's,
0: it, it really is, like... If I if I sit down and be like, okay, I'm going to make a movie that's better than Citizen Kane. Of course I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah,
1: that's going to that's going to suck. You yeah. can't do that. And like <laughs> at my my first
0: 3 seconds of film are going to be so epic it's going to make the entire world fall down and catch their breath and it's got to be so small amazing. Step. Yeah, it it doesn't work. And so what you do is like, oh, what can I do? And then you do it like Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just like and, um and, like Steven Spielberg could never make it. this might be a, a cop out Yeah.
0: Yeah, but that's part of like why I never started painting because
1: no, no, no. But you're making a good point. The bar with painting is so high. I don't want to do it. No, but like Steven Spielberg could never make good sound art. You know, period. Right? It's just probably not possible. Though he did make why not? Well, just because he has taken a path in a certain direction. Right? Like for all of the things that was my point just around taste. You have your personal taste don't confuse it with the taste of everyone else it, it is a well first of all
0: steven spielberg never made a good movie
1: well that we should have started there i was just trying to <laughs> yeah. i was trying to take a universal example take take anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. Take, take cronenberg or something like that or yeah you know whatever you want and um you know within figure out what you're I, they are you know i often think of like they're a lane you know yeah,
0: but just also let go of good or bad just like sure the only thing that 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 Matters is your curiosity. It's like no, no but my whole point I is just. I wonder just what that, this would look like.
1: Yeah, I guess your point is the contradictory point to my point, which is my point is, unfortunately, we end up setting good or bad up. It's all in our own heads, right? And then, you know, other people sometimes come along with you for the good or bad ride. um But usually, even if you have a hit show, like most artists I know, like including yourself, I feel like, and you can contradict me if you, if you like, but like. Even if everyone's like applauding in the comments, and or you're, you know you're at the opening and they're like, "This is really good work," you're kind of at the back of your mind thinking like, "Why are they bullshitting me? This is terrible work." <laughs> like, no, I, I
0: don't feel. I, I but I I honestly, I try not to think hierarchically and say what is good or bad. But I, I just look at the previous ten works. So you're completely
1: satisfied them. with everything?
0: No, I'm indifferent. But then I don't <laughs> That's look at not them. not true. No, talk- I don't look at yeah. I don't look at a certain work and go like, "Oh, that one sold for the most amount on Foundation, so it must be the best one, so I have to make oh, another I see one what like you're it." Saying. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but you there's still something that's driving you. And I know you've talked about the creative process being extremely painful before, but
0: um, yeah, but also it's it's fun also, but yeah. it's uh, it's really just the most interesting thing to do. That's what it is.
1: Yeah, yeah, at the end of the day, if it's not interesting or it doesn't seem fun, Probably not the right fit either. Um, or yeah. if you don't, in, yeah, if you don't enjoy torture, you know, maybe you know, loosen the handcuffs a bit here. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I'm, I'm, a, I, you know, maybe two years ago I would have felt different, but I'm, I'm in a good spot. So well, we're enjoying... both we're
1: both what they call mid career now, aren't we? Like, and so if you're emerging, well,
0: it's... I think those rules are uh, gone in the NFT world
1: because mm, it's everyone's emerging in the NFT. World.
0: Well, everyone's an avatar; you don't even know how old they are. Mm. So.
1: Uh, there are cues. I think there are signals. Still,
0: no. But it, like the, the same thing. Like the classic rule is: you sell for a certain price. You hope your work never goes to auction. If it goes well at auction, the bar's raised. You can never go down. Mm. And I don't think in the digital world that applies at all because it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's all this this stupid business logic, and the the rules don't work. But. Yeah, just make stuff. That's yeah. that's all.
1: Have you ever thought about making sound art yourself, just as an aside? Because you do, you have made some sound or audio only pieces. Yeah, at one point it seemed like more than you do nowadays.
0: Yeah, I, like maybe the first ten years there was more sound in my work, but that, and then I had a few works. This uh, there's a website, mosquito.biz, uh, and it's if you move around with your mouse cursor, you hear the sound of a mosquito, and if you stop moving, there's no sound. Yeah. So it's kind of you you are the avatar, your avatar is the cursor, you are a mosquito, etc. And then I did a physical manifestation of that exhibition where the room was empty. And if the visitor moved, you would hear the mosquito. And if you stopped, you didn't hear the mosquito. Yeah. So that was kind of a sound art piece. And I was excited about it, but I was also frustrated with how it lives on because it was impossible to document. And I thought it was a very cool show, but it, it's just it doesn't work in photos. It hardly works in video, mm. and that did create. Uh, I I don't think consciously, but I think that kind of thing. You're kind of like well, if if no one can experience it, after that it's kind of a bummer, and I I like this building of images that you can show again and again, and that. Um, yeah, it, it it's just my brain didn't go in that direction further. Yeah,
1: no, I was just thinking that. Um you know, one of the th- the web used to have quite a lot of audio, but I think phones kind of ruined it. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah, everything, everything with subtitles. Yeah, everyone mutes their phone, and so it's all subtitles now. Well, that's
0: the funny thing. Like, I didn't think about that—that that my work changed for that reason. But it might have influenced me. But then now I'm working with a musician to make a, a generative sound piece that will generate a, a thousand different songs. Hmm. So. That'll come out in a few months, I think. I mean, I have headphones we're, on my head
1: more on. than I ever have in my life. Like, Yeah. If But you really, I think
0: nowadays with sound pieces, you really have to say tap to s- unmute your phone. Like you really have to tell people. And I remember in the beginning of the internet, everybody just had their speakers on.
1: It's very but, ironic given the phone was an audio only device for so long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, this is not encouraging for Francesca.
1: (laughs) No, I think it's with the pandemic now, everyone's like on Zoom calls with headphones on. Like, there's probably an audio story. Like,
0: are there there Zoom songs? Zoom, 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 Zoom.
1: About Zoom? Yeah. Because it made it into a rap lyric. People rapping
0: about Zoom? Yeah.
1: I bet they are. I mean, that would be like a good um, listener call out. Bring us your Zoom related (laughs) songs and culture. Yeah.
0: I mean, one of the things I noticed in, in NFT world, they're all like, build a community, build a community. But then, that's also that's almost like you're good at SEO and social media, but not that good at being an artist.
1: Yeah, you know what? I and I and I know that's a a big thing. Um, and I'm like not up for it. I'm like, I'm tired. I don't want to make friends with these crypto people. <laughs> no. it's like, I, it's just like starting and and maybe this is sympathy for Francesco. Like it's really intimidating to like have to go into a whole new pool of people and navigate the, the subculture yeah. and know like what are the special just words. Do it they as use. a hobby
0: and you don't have to worry about the
1: <laughs> Well, he doesn't want to do it as a hobby. He wants to do it professionally. And so yeah, it's but the. Start if it was easy, everyone would do it, and there'd be no risk, and we'd be living what in but some kind of do like you, nirvana. Do you
0: know artists who make great work who have to stop, like they they lose their momentum? And like, yeah, of course, I've I,
1: known I, hundreds of people.
0: Well, I I know a lot of like okay artists, are pretty good, but do you know people? Wow, this work is really great, and no one's noticing.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like okay. I, I just look at the people I went to art school with my you know from my mfa and bfas and how many are you know are still making art actively and um it's a very small percentage you know
0: yeah but how many of those do you really remember the work and be like wow that work was so good i can't believe it wasn't in every biennial
1: mm, i think that has changed over time like one thing i've noticed is some people had ideas that didn't make sense 20 years ago and now are extremely relevant um i just couldn't see it at the time and then yeah vice versa ideas that were relevant are no longer you know
0: Here, here's another th- way to think about it um how many museum shows did you go to in 2021 zero <laughs> how many gallery shows did you attend in 2021 i mean i went to some virtual
1: ones so
0: no 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 a physical zero how many operas did you see zero how many times did you go to stand up comedy zero I mean, um, you know the
1: answer to this is zero for everything because I didn't, you know, well, I went to the grocery store.
0: <laughs> not for me, but it, was it all uh, forbidden, or, or it was also laziness?
1: Um, it was forbidden from. And Canada has, has on the misery index is very high on the list because we've had the like some of the most stringent lockdowns in the world. Oh, I see. Um, but I did see uh, Cicely Strong with you, uh, so we saw yeah. that one comedy performance together. And, yeah. um, but the, yeah.
0: so I, I went to a couple of museum shows, but. I do think when you're thinking about like, oh, I want to be a full-time artist at this moment in time, yeah. you have to realize that the art world is it's very at different. Ten percent of it where it was. Um, I just saw, and I
1: did go to a gallery show in Berlin. I, I correct just to correct the record. So, okay, but that's one.
0: Yeah, but but mm-hmm. again, like lower expectations because it's not the same. Mm-hmm. It's not the '60s, and there's happenings everywhere, and
1: yeah, and I wish it was the '60s. <laughs> Like, all our technology yeah. from today, though, but the 1960s. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't. Like, yeah. there's a lot of social but justice. So that, that's
0: yeah. there's maybe one point I want to make is uh, let's not have too many unrealistic expectations even.
1: Yeah. And, uh, like, we're going through this Omicron peak and it's dying out. But there's going to be something else around the corner. Crypto's crashing. There's all kinds of... You just can't predict what's going to happen. But I think your point is... But,
0: but that's maybe back to my point. Like, you can't yeah. predict what's going on. But if you are spending eight hours a week doing something you enjoy, then you've already won.
1: Yeah. That's kind of how I've surfed the pandemic. I know a lot of people have been depressed because they haven't had access to their normal lives, but I just like, um, and I have at times as well, but when I feel good, it's like, okay, like right after this call, I'm going to start working on a, like a website that I'm excited about. And um, Hey, if people don't like it, which by the way is true, nine out of 10 times that I do things, um, I'll just do another one. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I remember that TechCrunch had a redesign maybe five years ago, and they posted an article with all the bad comments. <laughs> people are like, it feels like someone's flushing my eyes with pure bleach.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck cares about TechCrunch? Anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, anyway that's, uh, it was a really good question. It's one that we've grappled with throughout the history of this podcast, but it, yeah. I think it will come up again um, because... Fundamentally, it this is a really hard, um, I don't even want to call it a profession, but I guess it is, you know, to be a professional as an artist is pretty hard. And um,
0: Yeah, but why, why would you have to be a professional? I that's know. your point. Standard it's like, case. is ama- yeah.
1: you know, the line between amateur and professional, is that even important? Um,
0: yeah, like uh, Beeple was always doing design graphics and now he's uh, richer than jeff Kuhn. so yeah
1: who knows the just do cool shit like when my friend Shawnee was like oh then i realized you just wanted to do cool shit like um i like that line you know it's like
0: yeah i also understand some people are like i want to operate in that richard sarah space of monumental what okay well we have to call that as
1: absurd like it's that's and also that's not going to exist the way it does i mean it might exist the way it does today for the next 100 years but it's not a growing market or area so well there, whatever i'm yeah.
0: saying that there are certain people who are like i don't feel at home in the sort of funny fun culture of the internet and i'm i'm a very serious solemn somber artist and i understand it's like i don't different- know if
1: you go on like creativeapplications.net there's a lot of like solemn you know digital art okay. on there
0: yeah yeah that's true all right well we'll listen to the field recording oh, yeah. of uh, francesco amelio now, what is the and, recording
1: uh, of it's like uh should we say it's,
0: it's a water pipe at the danish pavilion in venice at the architecture biennial and uh he says it's pretty much how i'm feeling right now so it kind of feels it sounds like a f- toilet flushed.
1: <laughs> that's not nice well actually i guess there are no not nice feelings i mean this is true this is sound art so uh, or maybe it's yeah. not he didn't it, francesco didn't didn't qualify
0: no, it, oh no yeah it is a resonating water pipe so it Oh yeah. resonating, interesting. Yeah. So yeah. Thanks just, for thanks just for, thanks the, for just experience it. it.
1: Thanks for yeah. the question. Thanks for the field yeah. recording. I love field recordings. Please send your field recordings. It's a way that yeah. we all get to like kind of connect. It's
0: true. It's <sighs> it's the moment of, of, the, of, the, of the solemn clarity. Okay. Okay. Thank you.
1: Thank you.